Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. One, two, three, four. Come join us on this trip. We are back. We are back. Dude. All right, see everyone next week. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, holy shit. What the fuck was that? I have no idea where that came from. I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's see how far I can go. Like most things in my life. Fuck it. Let's see how far I can go. God damn. That is that is a hell of a way to bring us back. So if the people didn't already know, tell them where they are, Sebastian. Where they are? How the fuck should I know? Oh, well, they're here right now with us. Listening to Freeboard. Oh. Oh, I thought you meant like a physical location. Oh, no, they can be in fucking prison for all I care. But, um, oh, no, yeah, as right, long but, as they're listening to us. But right now, wherever you are, escape for a second with me and Sebastian and come with us on a journey with Freeboard. There you go. And we back. That's how we do. I've, so, almost, finished, I've almost finished my first beer, by the way. I have four oh. more, so I'll be all right. So I just kind of want to explain the absence. Uh,. I got bored of the UK and went to LA. Boom. There you go. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> we we hung out. We fucked shit up. We went to fucking did Pokemon at Universal Studios. We hit San Diego Horde. We San Diego like let's just say where did where did it go? Del Perio's was it called? Del Perio's for the steak. Oh, I think I. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember the name of the restaurant. There is a steakhouse, people, connected to the intercontinental, incontinentia buttocks, um, intercontinental um, <laughs> Holiday Inn Hotel. It's So you've got the Midway, and you've got the statue on the one side. If you can't see mm-hmm. the statue, you're on the side of the hotel where we were staying. There's a, there's a steakhouse connected to that hotel. Let me just say, people, don't order a starter, don't order sides, just get the fucking 86-ounce porterhouse steak and send yourselves on a journey. God damn, that is it the was, most ASMR, ASMR, and it felt right. It was fucking delicious. It was so good. <laughs> we don't season steaks in this country. I'm sorry for when you come over in September. Spoiler alert, by the way. It'll be it'll be Sebastian <laughs> fucking us up in September. But <laughs> two weeks. We just, 
Two weeks, <laughs> motherfuckers. We just locked that shit down today. Well, it, we, we won't be able to work for three weeks because I thought... Oh, shit, you're right. <laughs> I thought, so, fuck <laughs> it. If you're coming to the UK, I'll come to LA first and I'll fly with you to the UK. <laughs> As you well, do. There you go. As you do. As one does, yes. As one does. I need to turn my <laughs> gain down. I'm clipping. I'm clipping, you guys. I'm sorry. I'm hurting eardrums. Oh, no. God damn it, Ed. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> yeah, did but you... One, uh, but one of the how, things that... Um, was, no, go ahead. No, I was going to say, like, how was the... How was me coming to visit you? Did uh, Did you have fun? Honestly, man, it was... I, I didn't know... Like, it's going to sound sappy as shit, but I I didn't know how much I needed you around at that specific moment in time. Mate, I'm coming back. Like, I'm going (laughs) to leave everything on as long as it can last. Probably not long because my thing's only on two blobs. I'm coming back. (laughs) Two blobs. (laughs) No, but like, it's kind of how you were saying, you know, you came out here to kind of get away from the UK and get away Mm -hmm. from everything. Just uh, uh, just clear your mind and shit. But like... Mm -hmm. Obviously, I'm I'm still out here and I'm still in it and shit. But like, hanging out with you was a, a it was just a great and much needed escape. It was just me, my broski, couple drinks, walking around, seeing some shit, doing some shit. You know, it was it was it was very much needed. Oh, we did some shit. Oh, we did some shit. Yeah, we did each other. Um, no, as much as people <laughs> want to see that happen, that's. Uh, I mean, if if you know where to go for that shit. You know, it's it's only five dollars, but um, if you don't know where to go, <laughs> then I don't know. Maybe you listen to episode one of the podcast. Um, <laughs> let's, let's just say Damn, there's a lot. Of, that's, let's that's just a say there's a there's a lot of feet involved. Um, have you realised that that like, that's what OnlyFans has become now? Feet. Yeah. That's yeah. Weird. I like. I don't like feet. I mean, I could take. Yeah. Them to, I mean, to each their own. You know, you're you're into what you're into, but like. I mean, I just don't get it. That's that's just me. It's like whenever like, I'm... I, I'm I, I genuinely would love to meet someone who's really into feet Mm-mm. and have them explain to me why. What, you mean like Ted Bundy or John Wayne Gacy or something? No, like ideally someone a little more sane. Oh, no, that, that they don't <laughs> like, exist. Like Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> I know this man went feral. I mean feral when Elizabeth Olsen walked into the Illuminati um, shoeless and started ripping apart the fake Avengers. It's like, oh, Jesus Christ. This man was like, "Mm." bonus. (laughs) Not like, I mean, Elizabeth Olsen gives everyone bonus anyway, but, you know, Tarantino, like, he found those extra two inches that she was looking for. Um, (laughs) I'll make you forget your kids real quick, bitch. Um, (laughs) Right, so... One of the thing, I, one of the things that you and I did when you were out here, is we binged the first half of season four of Stranger Things. Let's let ex, let's explain why first. We were exhausted yes. coming home from San Diego. We woke up oh, that yeah. morning and we thought I had fucking COVID. Yep. And I literally ruined breakfast. Sebat, like the one thing Sebastian was looking forward to in San Diego was getting tacos from <laughs> old Mexico. Hey. And we couldn't even find one. We couldn't How even find one. How annoying was that? Everywhere was doing everything but breakfast tacos or some shit. And, and I'm just sitting there just going, watching this family look me up and down because I'm sniffling so mm-hmm. hard. You couldn't see them because you were facing the wrong way. But I could. Yeah. I could, Sebastian. And they were giving me the eyeballs. Maybe it's because I was too oh, loud. Jesus. A lot of people look at me because I'm too loud. 
But like, I was like, I was trying to hide it. Like I wanted, yeah. like, and when you start sniffling and you think you've got COVID, it's like, shit, I think I need to cough as well. And then we finally Fuck. got to see, we finally got to CVS and the guy at CVS just took forever. And by the time we got home to Sebastian's humble abode, we were like, fucking Stranger Things came out. Let's just order some grub. I think we ordered five guys. And, and we mm-hmm. like we just binged the shit out of Stranger Things. And honestly, yep. after you walk about 50k in the San Diego Zoo, seeing animals do nothing, well, one or two things, nothing, or just walk from point A to point B a lot of times. A lot of animals <laughs> did that. It's, it's quite, yeah. it's weird. Um, we're mm-hmm. like, you know what, fuck it. I just want to sit down and just melt. But there was a lot of standing up and pausing because we were losing our shit. There's oh my god! And if you it, haven't it was... watched Stranger Things the new season, or Stranger Things at all, you can power through the first three seasons. I implore you to, because season four is so fucking good. It's it's amazing. Like if you haven't seen it and you're listening to to this, like we're gonna get into some serious spoilery shit. Because like I, think, I, 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 as I was I, doing the list today, I mm-hmm. felt like there was a way we could talk around the spoilers. That's all I want to say about it before we get into what uh-huh. we're doing, is that music is a huge part of the new season. See, here's, like, the thing that I... Because I feel like... It, I remember it's my turn for a swerve, and I had a swerve, and it's oh. it, it will involve very much spoilery stuff. Okay, well... Because it's... it's, okay. it's, it's okay, Sebastian, take us away. All right, it's three questions, all right? Okay, question one. Who do you think has the best performance thus far in the show? In season four? Season one one performance. One performance. I thought we were just doing the list. You've you've curveballed me here. Fuck. Um, yeah, that's the <laughs> Shit. Right. Okay, best performance. Uh, uh f- I love I love Eddie. I love I love I love me some Eddie. Not enough of the like half of my why I've chosen my music is like it, basically, my five songs. Well, well, spoiler alert. Um, spoiler alert for today's episode. This <laughs> is an ode to Eddie, pretty much. Yeah. Not not enough of the not enough of these shows set in the eighties actually explore like the 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 met like the the metal fan base. And mm-hmm. it was it was nice. Like I don't want to spoil one piece of information because one of my songs is is yeah. sort of tied into that like mm-hmm. the, if you like if you know something about eddie munson's vest is mm-hmm. it, it like is it's a really nice fucking touch mm-hmm. okay uh how about you Where's, right. who's your favorite character who's your favorite performance Honest, I, sh- I, should really honestly... know, I should really know who does performs eddie munson but like i don't because i've not i don't yeah. think i've seen him in anything else but so yeah but whoever plays eddie I feel like I should know. I'm a. I apologize for not knowing. Honestly, Eddie for me too. Ah, oh, fuck shit. Like he. Do you know who he... Poison? <laughs> I don't. Shit. Here we go. IMDb. All right, but so the reason for me is like he has um, what I'm calling the Maya Hawk effect. You know how in last season her character is introduced and she kind of stole the show with the way she is, and I feel like that's what Eddie did. Like when it's a show when of she very established characters. Uh huh. When she smiles, she looks exactly like her mum, bro. I it know. Is, it is scary, my dude. 
yeah, I know. <laughs> but like, you know, he comes in and he still, I honestly think he's stolen this season. Like, hands down. Like, his performance is like, it's it's kind, it's all over the place. It's erratic where it needs to be. There's a sensibility and heart where there needs to be. And when this motherfucker is afraid, he is afraid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I definitely, I definitely agree with you on the, like, lack of metal in the 80s. Because I feel like that's definitely something that you, you can't ignore. It was so big. It was so influential. I thought they were going to, like, I there was a, ch- a little bit of me thought um, it's where Dustin's character was going to go. Uh, according, mm-hmm. to, according to this, uh, well, according to IMDb, he's only ever been in, like, so he's been in a lot of things. But the only the only thing of note is Overlord and Game of Thrones for an episode. Um, mm. uh, but his name is Joseph Quinn. Joseph Quinn, I guess one to you know keep an eye on. I was in Dickensian as well. I heard that was rather good. Oh, cool. Yeah, but yeah, there we go. So Joseph Quinn, everyone. Uh, what was your second question? Second question: What do you think has been the weakest part of the show of season four? The weakest part of season four, the California crew. I could do yep, it. I same. could. I could take them or leave them. Even if they were in Honestly, yeah. Hawkins, I would feel like mm-hmm. they would still be sidelined. What the fuck are I, they I, even I, doing, bro? I I don't know. Like I only, really don't the, know. The only one that actually deserves screen time is my boy Argyle. He's so fucking funny. Have you actually? He's have so you phoned, fucking have you funny. Have you phoned the number? On the side of the pizza van, he actually nah, pick, he actually pick, he actually picks up. Yo, bro, Cheshire's. <laughs> you want pineapple on your pizza? Pineapple doesn't belong on pizza, you say? Well, I say try before you deny, my dude. <laughs> but I've I've loved this guy in everything I've ever seen him in. He was in um Same. he was in the package as like as like. The stoner character. He's always the stoner character. Unfortunately, he does it so. He's, yeah, he's the next um, Sean William Scott, pretty much. Mm-hmm. This this mm-hmm. man is horribly typecast, but he's hilarious in the first season of American Vandal. Mm-hmm. As one of the Wayback Bros. He was in um, he he was in he was in Booksmart. He, he was, was like the Booksmart. stoner character yes. who got into like MIT or something. Mm-hmm. That was so fucking funny. <laughs> All I remember from Booksmart is like one of the girls bu- one of the girls bullies the main girl and says like, Oh yeah, I'm excellent hand jobs, but I'm also super smart. And I was just like, Marry me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what about you? Again, the California crew was the weakest part for Honestly, you as well? yeah, man. Like like for me, honestly, I feel like in terms of character development, um, no, what the fuck is, uh, character what is de- Will's older brother's name? Jonathan. Jonathan. I feel like his character has taken such a dive. Oh, 100%. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, goddamn. They literally, they, they've, they've ruined all of those characters. They've turned, they've turned Finn Wolfhard into some whiny little bitch oh, my girlfriend my girlfriend shut the fuck up bro she doesn't even want mm-hmm. you bro like well she did she does want you but you literally i think she just wants you it didn't too want much. her <clears throat> yeah yeah it, it's just it's not on the same level 
Jonathan, they've forced him into some stoner loser role when he has Nancy mm-hmm. and should just fucking, like, go go back home, bro. Like, your missus is over yeah. there. And if you don't, you know, like, I'm literally, I'm rooting for Steve to get back with Nancy. Same. And then we all we all know the secret with um, Will. Like that, like yep. that is that is not subtle at all. The worst kept secret. <laughs> the worst kept secret. I, I think they're actually using that as a bit of a red herring, as him being some sort of like upside down spy. I think. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Last. Your absolute favorite part. My absolute favorite part. part. (sighs) I think it has to be... Just because I noticed it when I was re-watching the series recently. um, Mm -hmm. Max's Dear Billy letter. Uh, okay. Before most people's favorite part, mm-hmm. but I hate that fucking song, which is why yeah, we're, which is why we're doing this list. <laughs> it's 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 gotten really annoying, really fucking fast. Yeah, it like I I've stopped watching TikTok because every other TikTok is it's like everywhere. I was listening to you before Shut the entire fuck up. Yep. It's like, that's great. You were listening to it. No one gave a shit then. Yeah, literally. Cool. Good for you. No one gives a shit now. (laughs) Nice one. (laughs) Great move. Thanks. Jog on. (laughs) We can't accept tickets from someone we've officially rebuked. So, jog on. (laughs) Sorry, I was quoting Hot Fuzz before we started recording today, so... Now my mind is no all the hot fuzz. <laughs> all the hot fuzz. All of the time. You know whose character has dramatically changed in a way that I just want to punch in the fucking face? The non-existent hmm. dad from the last three seasons? The main character's dad? What is Nan- Nancy? Will- Nancy's and Mike's last name? Wheeler? Oh! The Wheeler dad? Yeah. He's just he, annoying. Yeah, what the- He's, he's just a dick. You literally can have no lines for the first three seasons and then, like, just have, like, the most throwaway piece of bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You've got to ask, where, where, where's all the police in this? Shut the fuck up, bro. You've been reading the same newspaper since episode one. How's that crossword going, buddy? <laughs> I, th- I think he's struggling a little, bro. <laughs> but yes, so... Oh no! You your favorite episode ep- a moment. You didn't say episode. You said moment. So, for me, my favorite moment, which is like a little surprising, mm. but also not really, Vecna's initial reveal. Okay, we can't spoil that shit. And it was, and it was just like I was just blown away by the way he looked, like. You could tell, like the, the mix of the, like the CGI and practical and makeup and wardrobe. Oh, dude, it was just phenomenal. Like it, it, I, I was blown away. Like the, and like the like the Freddy Krueger sense of it all too is mm. also really cool. But he, um, well, one thing we can say is that uh, old England voices uh, Vecna. Mm-hmm. Although yep. for me, it sounded like Jackie L. Haley. 
Yeah, I'm telling you, I got it, it sounds like Rosarch, which isn't mm-hmm. a, which isn't a bad thing because I'm as in, didn't Jackie L. Haley play Freddy Krueger in, yeah, the, in the Robert England directed version of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street? Bl- yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So you know, cool. Yeah, good, good catch. Um, but yeah, like I was walking home with a friend over the weekend after seeing the worst movie of all time. Jurassic World Dominion. We could literally have an episode on how bad that movie is. Just people, please oh, steer fucking clear of that absolute shit show of a fucking movie. So we're walking home, and my friend goes, "You know, one thing I don't like about the new season is how human-like Vector looks compared to the other baddies." And I'm like, "My friend, you said you've had more one more episode to watch. Please go home and watch it." Like, <laughs> he's literally. Are you trying? To make me spoil this shit for you, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Don't ask questions when you've got one more episode to watch. <laughs> I, was, I was, I just started sweating. I was like, oh, fuck. What do I say? What do I do? <laughs> just. Ugh. <laughs> like, I'm, like, I'm like the kettle teapot. I'm done. Remove me from the stove. <laughs> Not that anyone uses a stove to boil a kettle anymore. That's a oh, bit old. So you, so you mentioned getting off of TikTok because of that fucking song, and that kind, of, kind of like a good way to transition into what today's episode is about. So the idea of the um, oh, god damn it, running up the hill is that what it that yeah, what it's called? running up that hill, Kate Bush. Yeah. So the whole idea of that song is that you know if you hearing your favorite song. Will essentially help you help pull you away from Vecna's curse or whatever. Max needs better taste in music. Oh, for real. <laughs> so today, you and I are going to talk about five songs that we think will, would pull us away from that motherfucker. Oh, hundred percent. So you want you want to kick it off? So uh, let's just talk about the stipulations. Um, All right. Uh, today's uh, so going off what Sebastian just said. We're going to give ourselves five songs that would save us from Vecna. Um, but we we decided to go a little bit further and put it in the 80s. Because mm-hmm. if, if if Vecna was, like, alive today, you know, they'd, like, I could listen to anything, literally. Yeah. But, the like, I thought this would be easier in the 80s. <laughs> it was I so just, difficult. I, I just want to literally, like, literally, literally just rattle off some albums for, like, fans okay. of metal that were in the 80s. Kill em All, Metallica, British Steel, Judas Priest, Rain in, Rain in Blood, Slayer, Bleach, Nirvana, Under the Sign of the Black Mark Baffery, Black Metal Venom, Spinal Tap, about 15 different Sabbath albums, about two fucking Misfits albums, a couple of a couple of Ministry, a couple of Merciful Fates, a lot of bloody Motley Crue, a lot of bloody fucking Iron Maiden, uh, two mm-hmm. separate Ozzy Osbourne albums. I, f- like, I was going into this thinking, oh, I was, you know, I'll, I'll pick like I picked five songs that I could pick that I could use today, in about mm-hmm. in about five minutes. And then I asked you, it's like, wait, did we choose only eighty songs? Yep. I was eating dinner, watching the last episode of Ozark, also a piece of crock of shite. And I was like, okay, I'll just you know, I've got thirty minutes before the um before the podcast starts. That was the most stressful thirty minutes of my life, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I 
was like, oh, I'll pick this. No, I'll pick this. There are so many fucking scribbles. I can't even actually yeah, see man. which five I picked in the end. <laughs> yeah, music is such Same, a huge dude. part of the new season. Um, like, the series branches out into, like, the metal influences of the 80s, the rock influences of the 80s, and even, like, the hip-hop influences of the 80s. It's, it's fucking huge. Um, mm-hmm. even, even like even hip hop as well. Like when they go to, um, uh, California, they've got, um, Pasta yeah. Ducci on the left hand side. Oh yeah. yeah it's, it's like that just like, fuck it Make me watch fucking the wedding singer again. Why don't you? Fuck's sake. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, and it was, I think I suggested this to you. When I actually rewatched episode four, and I was like, "There are so many better songs that they probably could have used here." Mm-hmm. So, I was like, I said to Sebastian, "He's like, you know what? You know, if you haven't watched Stranger Things, please, you should have already left. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Hit pause, go watch it, come back. Yeah, come back, and um, let us know what you're going to choose. But so, yeah, we're going to start off, and my first one is um, do 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 do." One, Metallica. I fucking love that song. Nice. Especially it's on an album where it was mixed without bass. Fucking A, really? Uh-huh. And Justice, and just, and Justice for All is probably considered one of the worst metal albums uh, like, mm-hmm. in, like in a compilation of all time. Like is the is the most memed metal album of all times. Like, oh, I'm a Metallica fan, and then it comes up with like their favorite album, and it's Unjustice for All, and then like everyone else, all the other albums like Kill 'Em All, Ride the Lightning, they're all there. It's like with like the baseball bat and shit lining up on mm-hmm. the air, lining up on the airplane with the ball and chain, the baseball bat and the nail, the nail and fucking shit. But one is a clear standout in this album, uh, and I'm pretty sure when we went to Fantasia. This song randomly played when I wasn't actually playing music because I used mm-hmm. to play it so much in Fantasia on that TouchTunes app that it actually yeah. it actually remains on like most played on their favorite playlist. And that's what randomly plays when no one's chosen anything. That's how much Jesus. I used to fucking play this song in that fucking place. <laughs> God damn. I just think out of all the other Metallica songs, people would probably choose for like a list like this. I think, you know, mm-hmm. I had to pick one that means something a little bit more to me. And I think yeah. this this song is that. Like, you know, there's For Whom the Bell Tolls and all that kind of shit. Master of the Puppets is also in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And I just think, no. Like, the choice for, um, for Hetfield not to sort of like growl the vocals or actually like play the song in a really heavy way it it just it's a a standout for the band and it's a standout for me and i could like if i listen to the i could listen to this once and vecner would just fuck off so oh shit he's playing one metallica i'll go find someone else Uh, oh shit fuck (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna be one of them jock kids which is what he actually does Shit, this one doesn't work. Give me another one. <laughs> Got himself some takeout. <laughs> yeah, man. What's your number? Uh, what's your first? These are in no particular order for me, by the way. Like yeah, my last, no, my, 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 my last one isn't like the quintessential 
Vecna killing song. These are just, mm-hmm. you know, they're all yeah. on the same level of awesomeness. I feel that. I feel that. So for me, um, song number one is Sweet Child of Mine, Guns mm. N' Roses. It's it's just that opening riff of like it's such it's such an identifiable song so quickly and like for me i remember i have this really vague memory so i'm not 100 percent sure if it's a real memory but it's a memory that i associate with this fucking song <laughs> um like uh my dad my you know my dad has he has a bunch of old records and i remember him playing a Guns N' Roses album, and this was the first song from Guns N' Roses that I ever heard. Excuse me. So, like, this... So, this is the song that, you know, got me into Slash and, you know, more of their stuff and kind of led me down the the path of rock. Shit. And That's awesome. So, it, it, it's it's pretty... It's a pretty intense song for me. And then, like, also Loki hearing it in the fucking thor love and thunder trailer that shit got me that shit gave me goosebumps dude i was like what what is happening <laughs> taika waititi get out of my life <laughs> <laughs> for real that motherfucker like uh just, just to kind of veer off for a second how good is thor love and thunder look it, it, the first trailer i i have to admit did not get me erect at all but the the second the second trailer it looks it looks pretty fucking good. As long as Russell Crowe is the first god to feel the um, the necro sword just plunge mm-hmm. into his skull, we're, we're pretty. We're, you know, I'll be good because Russell Crowe can okay. fucking do one. <laughs> Russell Crowe is to you what Hugh Jackman is to Doctor Cox. <laughs> I don't know why though. I just I don't know why. I just look at him and it's like, you are a massive cunt. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you know, low key, Taika Waititi said the same. It's like, look, you know, if I'm gonna get anyone to kill you, it's gonna be the reformed cunt of Christian Bale. <laughs> oh so, shit! So, I just want to tell you why, sweet child of mine. Um, isn't necessarily one of my favorite Guns N' Roses songs. It is right. honestly ruined for me. But um, uh-huh. is it Step Bros? Is it Will Ferrell's brother who's, yeah. who sings it in the car? No, John C. Riley's brother. Because Will Ferrell uh-huh. ends up um, banging the wife. At the, in the no, end. no, you got him. No, you had it right. It's Farrell has the brother, and Riley's. No, the yeah, one who fucks no, yeah, the wife. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's Will Farrell's yeah. brother. He's mm-hmm. he's singing it in the car with his sons and his son and his daughter, and like his yeah. wife starts singing. It's like mm, not so good. Let's let's go from the top. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> She's got eyes this... as it seems to me. I was like, shut the fuck up. You're ruining it. <laughs> and I love Step Bros, but then like I know that moment's coming. I love the performance from the dickhead brother because he's all like there was yeah. there was a while there where all he was was a dickhead because I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure he plays a dickhead in um the Secret Life of Walter Mitty as well. But then you see him in mm-hmm. Parks and Rec, and you're like, okay, yeah, redemption. Can't remember yep. his name. Do you know his name? Um, Adam Scott. Adam Scott. There we go. Yeah. And it's like, this yeah. man can, like, 
honestly, if it's comedy, he can play any role. Like the lovable, really the lovable nerd, nailed. The yeah. like the the, the complete the, the bumbling bag. idiot FBI guy who actually saves the day, nailed. The dickhead mm-hmm. who actually has a little moment of redemption at the end, nailed. Yep. Honestly, because he even doesn't even go up to Will Ferrell at the end. Is like, good job, bro. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. Him. It's it, it's it's not him. It's the guy who gets his dick shot off in uh, Twenty One Jump Street. Rob Riggle. Rob Riggle. Yeah, the guy he, who he, gets his dick. <laughs> he will never not be remembered as that character. <laughs> He's trying to pick his penis up with his mouth. Fuck, Fuck. dude. Fuck you, Doug. Who said that? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, second song, um, Unchained, Van Halen. Same reason as one. Nice. People would, people would on this list would choose Jump, Panama, Hot for Teacher. I was like, nah, fuck that. I'm going to choose a song that's not even on that album. Mm-hmm. I'm going to choose Unchained. Dude, I, Unch- I, I, I just like- think like the rise in Unchained. I think this is the same reason why they chose Running Up That Hill. At least the song like has, like it builds to... The crescendo, mm-hmm. like the chorus feels warranted. It just doesn't come out of nowhere. And yeah. like you actually like the the good thing about that song is like when Max is fucking doing her best Usain Bolt impression, it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. Please fucking make it. Like <laughs> Although a little Dude. bit of me kind of If she would have died. <laughs> <laughs> does that not add a bit of like no one in this group has bit the bullet they're always in peril but all of them yeah. make it out mm-hmm. and the best thing that Ozark does is like you reap what you sow yeah and like no one like everyone just seems to be as like oh we're all gonna die oh look we're all survived woo but the evil is still there. Like, come on, man. It's, I hope in these next two episodes, someone gets it. Someone dies. Someone yeah, so, someone's got to get it. Or if season five, at least, you know, yeah. one, one or two of them. And it, it, ha- it they have to stop adding characters to kill them off. And I swear to God, if Eddie doesn't make it, I might not watch season five, bro. <laughs> kill off that uh... fucking sports guy first. Mm-hmm. The fucking yeah. Mal- the Malvi gobshite. He he needs. Oh to, yeah. He needs to go. Literally watches Eddie not do anything, and then has the audacity in the next episode to go. He's been taken by the devil and can use his use his <laughs> witchy powers. So come on, man. You literally watched him fuck off like a little bitch. <laughs> yeah, like that. Honestly, that dude is like the embodiment of eighties testosterone. He, like holy shit. He's the embodiment of. Wolverines! Because <laughs> he actually has that kind of moment. Wolverines. Tell me it's not. It, he's literally the leader of the Red Dawn, or whatever it's called. He really is. Yeah. Well, no, they're, they're called the Wolverines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The so, name of the movie is Red Dawn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but like, yeah. Like, I forgot. Like, I did the Wolverines call, and I, like, I had to, like, that's Red Dawn, right? Because I, when I yeah. said it to my parents, I, I said Hunt for the Red mm-hmm. October, and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> 
Wait, Alec Baldwin's not in this movie? Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's Sean Connery. <laughs> Remember, thrifty nose and a yes means yes. <laughs> I recently learned that I'm the same personality type as Sean Connery, and I don't know what to do with that information. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm a protagonist, God. apparently. You're a protagonist. <laughs> I sent it to you. I don't know if you did it. I haven't done it yet. I'm going to. Uh, I'm honestly, you, I'm like... Yeah, you will be affected. You need to be in the right frame of mind to do this shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Like, I feel like someone like you would definitely be like, would definitely read what your personality type is. And if you're like, if you've answered those questions accurately and truthfully, you'll be like, oh, shit. Like, this web, <laughs> this website literally reads you like a book, bro. But, it do, like, they do help you. They'll send you emails to, like, sort of what to do, now you know kind of thing. And it's actually, it is really mm-hmm. helpful. And honestly, it's nice. changed my it's changed my life since knowing. Fucking a. Yeah. Well, because it literally no, it I literally tells you like sort of how like how you are in relationships and shit. And I was like, fuck, I am like that. But then it says like sort of it doesn't tell you how to counter it, but like sort of how to live, yeah. how to live with it almost. Mm-hmm. It's saying it's actually I like it's that. one of those, it's one of it's not it's very horoscopy. You know, it's not mm-hmm. something you have to do. But if you do, yeah. if you do do try and you know try, try and take it for what it's worth. But yeah, sorry. Back to uh, it's, it can't be can't be a podcast without me rambling on something that isn't actually part of the co- po- um, <laughs> podcast. Cockcast. Podcast. Podcast. Yes, there the we go. Yes. <laughs> Doctor Rosenpenis. Um. <laughs> <laughs> What's your second song, man? Just fucking shut me up. Right. So. Uh, so my next song is uh, okay. So I don't know what it is about this song. I feel like I have this weird psychic connection with it because it's such a it's it's again it's one of those it's a cheesy song for how it always seems to play whenever I make a decision like a, a big fundamental decision oh, shit. for some reason. So that is "Here I Go Again" by White Snake. <laughs> On the every time, dude. Album, <laughs> like sell, like it, it's it's every fucking time, dude. I, I'll if, if it's on the radio, it'll play after I do something. If I'm listening to music on my phone, it starts to play randomly. You know, hit shuffle, and there it is, the first one. And you're just like, leave me the fuck alone. But also, like, it feels like the most appropriate song for the next move. You know, like when I um when I got into knife and I decided I was gonna go. I remember I. I'm glad you. I went. was doing, <laughs> I, I was doing, I was doing an Uber ride. I was one of one of my first Uber rides, and I, you know, I hit shuffle on my music, and it was the first thing that played, and I was like, "Oh God, it's following me." <laughs> well, maybe now that I'm your partner, it should change to uh, "Just the Two of Us." <laughs> can make it if we try. If we try, just the two of us. You and I. <laughs> No, good song. No, though. good song. Like I, 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 I couldn't hit that bass note even if I wanted. Like my voice doesn't go that low. I have an. It's so I, annoying. I have a confession to make. Oh God, what? I didn't know of White Snake until I listened to 1984 by Bowling for Soup. And, oh really? And there's the line of "She was gonna shake her ass on the hood of White Snake's car." White Snake's car. And I, 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 like, I was like, "Who the fuck are White Snake?" And then <laughs> who the fuck is White Snake? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Forgive me, I was like 12, bro. Like, yeah, no, yeah. Of I course. was listening to Uncle Cracker and watching Too Fast, Too Furious every weekend. <laughs> I watched Too Fast, Too Furious a lot when I was younger. Like, maybe more, yeah. more than any child should have. But at the same time, I was playing Need for Speed Most Wanted. You know, cars were on the mind. Yeah, cars were on the mind. Like, it's funny how, like, you know, I'm an adult now, and I'm like, I don't even fucking drive, bro. Dude, those fucking the Fast and Furious movies did something really fucked up to me because, like, I remember when I when I got my license, I was like, okay, how do I start racing? And how like, do I stop racing? <laughs> how do I stop racing? <laughs> like, I remember. Yeah, but wasn't your first uh, my, car like your, a, your absolute baby? Mustang. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, Ford Mustang, and I was like, and I got. I remember when I got the car, I was like, "Fuck, I really need to get into racing." <laughs> <laughs> but like, it, the car was stick shift, so I was like, "Fuck, I need to learn how to drive this fucking." So thing you first. watched the first Fast and Furious, like this shit's set in LA. Does race, does race wars actually exist? <laughs> Fuck. I got a need, a need for speed, and that's when I didn't know it was from Top Gun. No, you needed, you needed to find, um, you needed to find your, uh, your Hector. He's got five hundred Civics, all kitted with nitro boost. <laughs> dude, dude, oh my god, dude, this is probably the stupidest thing I ever asked my dad. But I remember when I got the car, and I was like, I wanted to, I wanted to like, you know, soup it up. I wanted to like make it look nice, really personalize the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. I was talking to my dad about it. He was like, okay. We were kind of talking about it. And I was like, okay, cool. It's fine. We'll, we'll think about doing it. And then my dumbass. It's <laughs> like, hey, do you think we could put Nas in the car? He was like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? No. So all the other, everything else just got thrown out the fucking window. Because he knew right then and there what I wanted what? to do with the car. First, oh, no. It just ended. I don't know why. Oh, shit. Hold on. Wait. Calling back. Fuck. Come on. Okay, we're back. Huh. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Oh, no. It's not connected to my headphones now. Okay. It's all good. Yo, my headphones started this call. I imagine my headphones ended it. <laughs> the, Jesus my headphones Christ, you dude. Wanted, my, my headphones heard you wanted NOS on your car and was like, even my headphones said no. <laughs> <laughs> But like Jesus Christ, he saw he saw right through me. He he was like, no, no, you're out of your fucking mind. <laughs> okay, uh, I've just noticed we're on forty two minutes, and I've got one blob left on my H six Zoom, and I don't know what to do if that ends. So, I've got Rainbow in the Dark Dio as my next song. Nice. I I. So as soon as you said or confirmed to me that 80s were the songs, I was like, I've got to put a Dio song in. Because Mm -hmm. Eddie Munson wears the Dio jacket, right? Yeah. That is actually Dio's jacket. Are you serious? I'm not joking. Dude, that's so sick. I don't know how his, his entourage or his family or his compound... Heard that the Duffer Brothers were including Dio to a certain extent in the new series. Mm-hmm. Maybe the production designer or the costume was like told to make the Dio jacket. It was like, well, I, I know how to get an authentic one. And they actually got yeah. the authentic Dio jacket. 
What a lovely fucking touch to not only the man himself, mm-hmm. uh, but like just a, an ode to honestly the god of heavy metal. Like it, yeah. I, the the British will say that Black Sabbath started heavy metal. The Americans will say Dio started heavy metal. And mm-hmm. honest, honestly, that is like it. it, it that's that's a great conversation. That isn't Black Sabbath saying they're better than Dio or Dio saying they're Black Sabbath. Mm-hmm. That is actually, I'll buy you a pint, you buy me a pint. Let's talk about our great Dio. Let's talk about how great Dio was. Let's talk about how great Black Sabbath were. Yeah, absolutely. There's one of my favorite photos of all time is uh, Dio and Lemmy, like cheersing mm-hmm. a cheersing a beer backstage um, after an event or something, and like, I think it was like the year Lemmy died. And it's like two mm-hmm. two legends in heaven sharing sharing a pint. And I was like, I know for fucking damn sure they are. When, yeah. Like when there's like the big the, the like the on like you know you got El like on that stage it's probably like Elvis and fucking Prince. I know there's a fucking back door in heaven, and that's where fucking Lemmy and fucking Dio are. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm going. So fuck this front stage shite. I want to go fucking. I want to go through there. Back. Yep. And just Rainbow in the Dark is just one of those songs. Like, why it hasn't actually been used in the series yet? I know there's that promo of Eddie playing the guitar, mm-hmm. not like in the Upside Down. And I think music is actually being used as a red herring. And if you watch the series again, like, Vecna passes out because he doesn't know his limits. Actually, yeah. has, actually has nothing to do with music. So I think they're going to try and use music and it's going to be like, oh shit, this hasn't worked. And then that's yeah. that's where someone's going to die. And honestly, probably, like as much as I love him, it might be Eddie. Yeah. Yeah. I got that same feeling. Yeah, he's, he's got Super Bob written all over him. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> but he's like, he's playing some song and I, I like, it, please don't make it be some fucking bullshit mm-hmm. like this like for whom the bell tolls is is a va- <laughs> like is something you could use but yeah it, it, i like honestly he wears that jacket it's it's gotta be rainbow in the dark or holy diver like i i mm-hmm. honestly i was gonna use holy diver but then i was like mm, maybe a few too many people know holy diver but rainbow in the dark is just one of those songs that when you listen to it it's like yep this like dio's been through some shit and this is a song yeah. for people who've been through some shit and want to use metal to get through that shit. And the, honestly, there's what I put headphones on. Fuck you, Vecna. Dio. <laughs> that's what fucking <laughs> no. Jack Black uses against yep. the against the devil. Mm-hmm. Like he asks yep. he asks Dio to to help fight the devil. Mm-hmm. De- De- Dio has fought Vecna before and won. <laughs> I, I imagine this song would also be on Jack Black's list if he had to do this. I, I can see that. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, one of the one of the gods, one of the greats. Uh, um, best for you, Dio. There you go. Oh, right. So right, right. Your third. Got- so my next one is quite a departure from mm. from rock, actually. Oh no, so- I don't want to hear it. I'm gonna leave. You can tell. You can tell to the audience and like. Nah, go on, tell me. 
so for me, it's um, Billie Jean by Michael Jackson. It is, I, th- I, I could honestly say probably my favorite Michael Jackson song. And like, you know, for me, I think the 80, he's very much synonymous with it. And like, it's, it's not beat it. It's not thriller. And like, I have this, there's a song that this specific song, I remember, I remember being a kid hearing the song, trying to do the moonwalk and quit shaking your head at me. Cause I just puked a little. In my you mouth. Motherfucker. You motherfucker. I know. Fucking in some cultures, they only eat puke. <laughs> I've never been there, but I've read about it. In a book. In a book. <laughs> no, continue. Billy Jean, Michael Jackson. You let me speak, I'll let you speak. Just, I'm not happy. Because <laughs> this was going great. You ruined it. Fuck you. I told you it's going to be, there was a variety. No, I didn't mean, I didn't mean variety of shite. <laughs> it's a good song. Fuck you. <laughs> it's a good song. Fuck you. <laughs> well, actually, my last song will probably you'll probably be like, huh? <laughs> 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 All right. Sorry. I'll shut up. I'll mute myself. Fuck it. <laughs> you can mute me. You're the one that edits the fucking podcast. <laughs> yeah, but when the interaction's fucking funny, I leave it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Billy Jean, you were trying to you're trying to learn the moonwalk. Yeah, it was it was so bad. It was god awful. <laughs> I was like, how? How does this fucking guy do this shit? I mean, he he's not like he's not the one who invented it first off. Mm. Like there were plenty of people doing that shit before. Mm-hmm. He just he liked it, he took it and you know, he made it popular. He perfected it. But like yeah, they exactly. But like this you know, compared to his other songs, especially on the Thriller album, um I connect more with this song. For some reason, like thrillers, fine, and like it's it's good. You know, it's got Vincent Price on it and shed. Beat it's oh, beat it's only good because of the fucking guitar. Yeah, and true. fucking Eddie Eddie Van Halen's guitar on on Beat It is is great. Yeah, but Billy Jean as like a story in a song, I fucking love. Yeah, alright, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, cool. All right, bro. What's your number two? My number two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got one song crossed out here, and I think I'm going to have okay. to replace it with the song that's not crossed out, because I I, I love I love the band, like I love the other band more, so that's why I'm going to mm-hmm. switch. Uh, Tom Sawyer, Rush. Nice. Days Tom Sawyer's got a press on you. Like fucking nice. I just. <laughs> I did have to look to see what year 2012 came out though. 2112, because that is just one of the finest albums of all time. Like, Train to Budapest, like, let's be serious now. Uh, that's 1976. Um, but Tom Sawyer, uh, actually, like, I, I wouldn't, like, well, actually, no, there's gonna, isn't there a time jump for season five, they've already said, so I guess. I think so. We, we They've, you know, they've lost their chance to play Great Rush. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, even Steven Spielberg is like, okay, like if we're not going to include twenty one twelve in Ready Player One, we need something to tell the book fans that like Steven Spielberg is the person to do this movie, and you know mm-hmm. he agreed to use Tom so- like to use Tom Sawyer. So okay, I I remember hearing that in the trailer for Ready Player One, and I was like, yeah, all right, I see you, and I'm a fan of the movie, and I'm a fan of the book, 
I'm a fan of the movie because I like mm-hmm. to make I like to make fucking movies. But I can read the book and know that like it's just undoable as a movie. Yeah. But uh, T- Tom Sawyer is like you hear it once and it's it's definitely one of those songs you have to replay almost immediately because mm-hmm. of just how fucking good that opening is. Holy fuck! Like, e- e- like I would listen. I would start listening to a song and, and fucking even Vecna's like fucking shit. What are you listening to, bro? Take my headphones off and he listens to it himself and just kills himself. It's how great Tom Sawyer is. <laughs> even like, oh, okay, cool. If this song exists, it, then it's, I don't. it's so it's so fucking good. <laughs> it is so fucking like, like but it, it transports was, you honestly when you listen to it. Oh yeah, that's what that's what Rush do. They they trans they transport you. And this is the oh, first yeah. this is the first song on the Moving Pictures album. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I'm in for a fucking ride. Oh, yeah. I'm in for some fucking good music, and I'm in for a good time. It's just annoying that every album after this is like, they did, they did too much music in the 80s, man. Had they, like, sort of, like, sort of stopped and looked and sort of mm-hmm. really, really taken in, like, who they were and what they were as a band. They'd have so much more of a legacy now. Yeah, I mean Neil Peart is one of the, like Neil Peart is one of the greatest fucking drummers of all time. Like, but I think just as a band, they kind of overdid it. But mm-hmm. I, you know, to start off like what was probably like their last great album, unfortunately for me, with mm-hmm. Tom Sawyer. Holy shit! Just for the, like, just for those that are interested, uh, the other song was "Head Like a Hole" by Nine Inch Nails. Nice. That's only because I feel like that song, like, crawling doesn't exist without head like a hole. Because mm. crawling, mm-hmm. crawling by Linkin Park starts with that sort of swirling drain noise before it yeah. kicks in, and something similar with head like a hole. It's almost like the song finishes, and like if it was to play again, you wouldn't realize because mm-hmm. like it has that sort of loop mentality to it. But yeah. I just, I just think I, I was just looking at it now. I was like, "What do nine inch nail, nine inch nails mean to me over rush, over rush?" I was like, mm, "No, nah, not that much." Like, mm-hmm. not, it's not just the song; it's also the band. Like in all of the yeah. in all of these songs I've chosen, it's that like it's the band as well as the song. Mm-hmm. And like, and that's what it has to be. Like, it can't just like your favorite song can't just be a song. Like even mm-hmm. even Max says it. Like, what if Kate Bush? What if Kate Bush's words don't like mean the same? Or if I get bored of the song, I was like, "Bitch is right." Yeah, <coughs> I've had plenty of favorite songs in my life where I, I listen to it now and I'm like, "Ugh, no." <laughs> same. Yeah. Same. And you know, it it happens. You- it's it's natural. You know, we we learn. And you we evolve. Grow. You know, tastes. Yeah, exactly. Your tastes evolve. Everything just kind of changes around you, and that's not a bad thing. No, but like I imagine, like all five of these songs, to the day I die. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. All right, bro. So, your fault. So, for me, um, it's it's I'm still standing, Elton John. I'm still standing. I knew this was gonna be here. Like I don't know how or when this is it your became, Fantasia like, song. <laughs> honestly, I don't know when the fuck that happened. I really don't. But like, there's it was the mu- it was the movie. 
the move the movie awoke this song in you for me you think yeah that tracks but like it's it's become that go-to reminder when honestly whenever i feel like just too much absolute shit (laughs) or i'm like or i'm just i'm just so fucking down it's it helps like i'll I'll, especially if i'm if i'm driving like i'll stick it on and i'll and i'll sing and i'll sing till my fucking with just my my throat's just scratchy and hurting because like it just it just lets me on like let go of a lot of shit i don't know how that it became that song but that's it that's the song you know, I feel like everyone has has that song that when you listen to it, you're listening to it because you know you need to listen to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That and that's what this song has become for me. Which and it just blows my fucking mind that this is the song. <laughs> <laughs> oh right, final song. Final song. Bond- on me. Bonded by blood. Exodus. Fuck. The only reason you Ugh. might you might know this song exists is because of Cobra Kai. <laughs> that tracks. Honestly, I feel like that it's, tracks. It's what Paul Walthouse is listening to when he comes in like comes in the later season. And his <laughs> and his 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 brother, PJ Bryan of all people, is like, Look, mm-hmm. you're playing like some Metallica or some shit. Actually it was Exodus bonded by blood, but like I wouldn't expect you to know that. <laughs> And me and my dad just looked at each other when me and him watched the series, because I know me and you watched it before. Um, when me and my dad watched the series, we're like, fuck yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. But it's like, there's there's two bands back in the day that started mm-hmm. off the fresh metal scene. And one of them was Metallica and one of them was Exodus. And Metallica, they, they used fresh metal as a piggyback. They didn't stay fresh. Yep. They they aren't fresh anymore. I wouldn't like. I wouldn't even go as far as to say they're even metal anymore. They're just hard rock. Yeah, but like, and they have definitely forgotten their roots. But they used to play music loud, and for whatever reason, they became more popular than Metallica. But Exodus was mm-hmm. that. Exodus was that band that like. If if you, you you need to speak to someone, you need to find someone that went to an Exodus gig back in the day, where like. You know, they used actual blood on stage. They'd actually like they'd get into the crowd and fuck shit up. Like, like mm-hmm. some pubs wouldn't like not some pub. Well, some like clubs or some shit wouldn't allow them to play because they knew, like, they'd fuck the place up. Yeah, they'd, they'd come in, they'd drink all the whiskey. the The audience would drink all the beer. There'd be fights. People would get hurt. And there's like, I'm I'm pretty sure there was like uh, there was a house within like this the san francisco area like where mm-hmm. they they all used to go and con like congregate kind of like um the motley crew house like around the corner mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. uh whiskey go go it was kind of like that yeah there was the house i'd go uh, to okay. and it was like it was just it was a shithole you'd look at it and you think no, you'd think no one would live there and there was just there was just something about like i wish there's like there's only one song in my entire life if I could be transported there and just to, to see it live, it would be. I, I, I want to see. I just want to. I want to be a part of the audience that heard this song live. Mm-hmm. Like it acts like there's lyrics within the song of like what it means to be metal. Like when nothing else is the same, you break the chair and metal is there. Fuck. 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 
And and you know what happened? Hmm. The singer, as great as he was, you know what he did? Drank himself to an early grave. Yeah, that's what they do. Yeah, that's what they do. And I, I and honestly, I, I think I think it was when he saw that Metallica were becoming something more than just a mm-hmm. thrash metal band. And uh, yeah, I bet you he liked the camaraderie of like, you know, it's not me versus you, it's me and you. Yeah. It's it's us. And then everyone to start everyone else seemed to go away. The audience grew up. N- the the new the new audience wasn't coming in. And it, mm-hmm. it it took his death to sort of reawaken the thrash scene with you know, with, with Amphrax and a few other bands back in the day, but Yeah. They like this band started one of the greatest movements in metal history within the within the 80s uh and honest and honestly f- fuck me it, like, i know yeah, you're not a fa- i know you're not a fan of metal but like you know go go away for me i'll listen to billy jean you listen to bonded by blood all right bet yeah because like honestly this like i didn't realize how much this song meant to me when i was finding it and it was the easiest song to put on this list the other four yo same the, uh, my the, last one same yeah the other four was like okay cool i've come across these i can add them on but like this mm-hmm. this one was like like i knew like even though i said like all five are at the same level it was that last one i was like mm, it's gotta mm-hmm. be something that is like yeah like powerful like every beat the rhythm the melody the lyrics the meaning behind mm-hmm. the lyrics, the substance, and sort of what the like not just what this song means to the band, but like sort of what this song means to me. What this song mm-hmm. means to like the metal movement. That yeah. it's always been ostracized and forgotten and cast cast aside. That's and uh, you know. And if they hadn't had metal been like agreed upon by the masses this song wouldn't exist mm-hmm. it took metal yeah. being the outside genre to to breed to give birth to songs like this mm-hmm. yeah man i agree bonded by blood i'm playing it in my head right now man <laughs> <laughs> what's oh, your final shit. song bro i'm expecting a good and so my last song is wanted dead or alive Bon Jovi. Nice. It I, is. I asked and I received. Head. I mean, <laughs> um... <laughs> like this song, dude. I don't know what it is about it. I remember it was. I will forever associate it with my Mustang because I remember the first time I took. I was taking like just a long drive. I don't remember where it's I was on going. A steel it like, ride. It, it's just I. I'd never. <laughs> pictured myself in the song so vividly oh wow like just the opening the opening notes of the song i remember i would sit in the driver's seat and um uh, you know hand on the clutch hand on the steering wheel staring out and just feeling the car like it's it's, it's so it's so different like i i don't know if you know for people who don't drive stick you know sticks automatic it is such a different fucking experience mm. because it is you you are in complete control of the car and there's a moment for me when i first heard this song i was going god knows where 
but I, I felt connected to my car. Like I, like the rumble when I would press on the gas and like how the, the feeling of slowing down and everything and being able to tell when to, to, to change gear, just, uh, just feeling it, not thinking about it, not really having to look at anything, but just feeling it and feeling how amazing and how fucking free I felt. And then just having Bon Jovi as my fucking soundtrack, dude. Oh, it was without a doubt best feeling in the fucking world yeah it, it it's just great and i remember when i was i, I would drive in this car and i listened to this song i felt like such a fucking badass dude like i can't think of another time where i felt just so fucking cool even though i was probably i would probably from the outside look like such a fucking dork <laughs> yo but i was like fuck it i don't care it was so fuck it. cool fuck it fuck them fuck this fuck that I'm in my element. I'm here. Mm-hmm. You're there. You this do is you my do, shit. You do you, boo boo. Absolutely. So yeah, wanted, dead or alive, Vecna, try it, motherfucker. I dare you. <laughs> Yo, I know we ask people for um, likes, comments, and ideas, but like mm-hmm. honestly, if you know me and Sebastian personally, and you listen to the podcast, I'm not gonna name you or call you out. Like, please pop up. Let us know what mm-hmm. your like fighting Vecna songs are, and like maybe we can mention a few good ones next week. Yeah, or like, next, like you know, next time we go to record because I don't like I know people listen to my friends listen to the podcast, but it's not immediate. But like mm-hmm. you know, when you do, if you do, let me know. Let Sebastian know. Yeah. Uh, and you know, and honestly, I, I'd like to shout. I'd like to shout out some good ones because literally, music is. It, it's if you I, I don't know what you do if you don't listen to music man i have no idea i really don't that, that's what I, that's what i love about music like even when even when i meet new people like it's one of the first songs like, i know this is pretty corny but like what, what do you listen to mm-hmm. and it, it, it makes me laugh when they say i listen i listen to everything i was like oh cool let me play some venom for you and it's like oh no, don't, don't listen to that it's like, don't say you listen to everything then bruv <laughs> I lost a lot of Tinder dates that way. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I, I listen to a bit of everything. What? A bit of Maroon 5, a bit of Coldplay, a bit of Mariah Carey. Yeah, listen to, listen to Bonded by Blood by Exodus for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You listen to this, do you? Listen to this, do you? Do you? <laughs> so, you know, I challenge them a little bit. But, like, yeah. You know, but, like, honestly, I, I do. Like you've seen some of my playlists, you know how you mm-hmm. know my variety is a spice of life. Oh no, yeah, there's yeah. there's an intensity <laughs> and like a uh, level of connection that I I genuinely am jealous of. <laughs> That's just because like I don't know what it is. I sometimes I feel more connected to music than I do to movies and shit, but. Mm-hmm. That's that's because like fifty percent of everything is sound. Yeah, you know you you, mm-hmm. you you hear before you see when you're a baby. You you hear before you see when you wake up in the morning. You're more likely to wake up because of sounds than you are sights. That's because your eyes are fucking closed. <laughs> it's true. But like you, like very, you, very you, true. You, you could be lost in the moment when you're making love with your girl, but you know when it's good because you know you you hear a little moan. You hear that shit. You hear that shit, and it's like sound. Mm-hmm. Sound is 
is everything. And you know, when you are making love, we've all got that one song that you know we've done it to, and, was, and we're a little bit proud that we've done it to it. Mm-hmm. You know, I've done it to Kid Cudi, and I'm like, fuck yeah, you know. <laughs> but then I've also I've also done it to Lincoln Park. Fuck yeah. <laughs> there you go. It was you know two different broads, <laughs> not the same one. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's like you know, music will always be there. Yeah, it, it it's it was there before us. It'll be there after us, and it makes me a little bit upset. Some of the songs I'll never ever get to hear. Yeah, but as long as I'm alive, like- I you know it, I feel like it's my duty to try everything at least once, man. I know some people mm-hmm. have heard my songs compared to your songs, and have gone, "Oh, Sebastian's songs are a little bit more my flavor than Ed's," but uh, you know. Don't write me off. Don't, yeah. Don't don't no. don't write off metal just because you don't like it or it's a bit loud or it doesn't make sense to me. That's why metal exists because sometimes nothing makes sense. Like there's there's gen- like there's generally a lot of stuff that you've listened to that I've never really listened to, but like I'll I'll listen to it when with you and like I get it and mm-hmm. like I, I and I and you, I feel you, it. And you, like you get it because I get it. Yeah. It's like, and I, I'll sh- I'll share with you why I get it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, I, I doubt you ever really listened to Slipknot the way I listened to Slipknot. But then no. I remember no. one day I played you Duality and then I played you mm-hmm. Snuff. And I was like, do you think that's the same band? And you were like, no, but it is. <laughs> yeah, that that bl- that blows my mind. It's like, would like, you, honestly, you like would the never have listened to... Mel- you would have never like, listened to... The versatility of metal bands just Sorry. blows blows me away you, you would have like, never listened it, it, to clutch without me and you yeah. know one of my favorite songs of all time is space grass jesus mm-hmm. on the dashboard yeah i remember exactly where i was when you heard that first we were going from griddle cafe to the la market mm-hmm. and i was like sebastian listen to this like and clutch if you know if you if you if you are you know if you do like a bit of the wacky backy Clutch is very much a, wacky, a you know, the devil's lettuce, which my dad said sounds like a prostitute's pussy. Oh. <laughs> my dad's great. <laughs> but honestly, I feel like in hindsight, my dad should have been on this on, on this podcast with us because I am so? only into his music as, uh, as he is. I'm literally looking at the wall of vinyl. He is put mm-hmm. up in his office. Dude, holy shit. And that on, looks so on sick. This, on this wall is Queen, Van Halen, The Stone Roses, Rancid, Judas Priest, Black Sabbath, Hawkwind, Venom, Sabotage, ACDC, Baffery, Radiohead, DRI, and Bowie. Fucking A. This is why. This is why I'm into music. My dad. Yep. There, same. Hang same. on, hang on, hang on. I'm gonna get us. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm getting a special for you guys. Oh God, it's a special, you guys. Ed's. I guess I'll narrate this. Ed's left the room. It's quiet. I'm al- alone on the mic. He needs someone. Someone's being summoned. Sebastian, shut, shut up! I can hear you. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm narrating. I need you to come. No dead air. For the podcast, I'm talking about why music means so much to me. Right, yeah. And it's because of you. Okay. And I need you to okay. choose 
your Vecna battle song. My Vecna battle song. Yeah. Okay, we need an intro, bro. Give uh, us a little intro, bro. Uh, so this is this is Jonathan Holstead, aka Joe, and as my friend likes to call him, Mr. Joe. Um, <laughs> Mr. Joe. <laughs> and he is the king of music. Yes, special guest! (laughs) He has no idea why he's here. He was happily watching England be shit at football, and now he's on the podcast. He's given up on the cricket, so the football, he's now watching the cricket, which is much more exciting. Oh, that's that's, that's a bit weird, because cricket is is definitely a lot more boring than football, people. Um, (laughs) He's looking at his wall of vinyl. There is definitely a song being chosen off the wall. Yep. If you mm-hmm. can pick an eighties song, because that was the stipulation for. The it's just got to be from the eighties. Any song, as long DRI as it's from the eighties. On my way home. So, he, uh, I imagine the mic picked that up, but DRI on my way home. Nice. And it's like nice. honestly, that is probably the most eclectic song we'll have on this list. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Thank you, pops. No problem. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> they say thank you back. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> oh, right. That was cool. <laughs> there we are, guys. Mr. Joe. <laughs> oh, man. I, I can't think of a better way to wrap it up. Like, no, was, there, how there, do we top that? There is no better way. Mr. Joe. Mr. Joe, everyone. Fuck. Well, we're back. We'll be back next week with a new episode. Uh, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, share us. We, we have over 300 listens, so we know people are listening. Yo, so whilst I was away, we had 100 listens? Oh, it, 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 yeah, we crossed the 300 threshold. I didn't even notice it until I looked at it this today because I was curious. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure last time we recorded, it was the 200 listen special. No, we were at, I think we were a little under 300. I think we were at like 280 or something, but uh, now we're at 320. But still, we, but still. If, if, look, if we get 400 more. <laughs> yeah why the fuck not i would no, love that like, you know 320 plus 100 no 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 i know i would love that <laughs> i think we all would <laughs> okay but yeah there it is folks we'll see you next week uh, we'll be back on the ball now because i've got no holidays planned <laughs> all righty all right all right all right actually you know what oh, let's, make it, let's make it a two episode special Let's do an off the cuff. Oh no. Let's let's do an off the cuff episode. The, for, All right. for this weekend. Okay. Sounds good. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Next week we'll be off the cuff. Off. Yeah. There you go. The cuff. <laughs> My itch. It is off the cuff and we will see you next time. Come on, man. Come join us on the trip. Uh, I'm sorry. Now we're throwing out the script. Uh, I hope we don't charge a penny. I hear the weekend's calling. Now it's time to start. Free ball. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and 
potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.